no chance. What's up, everybody? Episode 44 of the No Chance Podcast. As always, your hosts, Ryan. And Nate. The number one streetwear podcast in the motherfucking world. You know what it is. Uh, dude, hey, it's just been so a- you get, Just wait, wait, hold on. Wait, what? What happened just now? So, just so everybody knows, Ryan is a little drunk right now, so... I'm not a little be. drunk. I would I would more so call it uh, tipsy. Uh, I think drunk is a, is a very negative derogatory term <laughs> to describe somebody term. that's completely incoherent. Um, yeah. But I'm there. I'm present. I'm here with you guys today. So thank you guys for joining us. I'm really excited for you guys to be here. It's episode 44. There's 52 weeks in a year and we're almost there. We have about eight more weeks to go. Um we're kind of coming upon our our one year anniversary, which is going to be a huge event of the podcast of the podcast of the podcast. Nothing else, not our friendship, nothing <laughs> else, <laughs> nothing more than that. Um, but yeah, um, we're really excited for you guys to to join us today. If it's your first time, welcome. If it's your forty fourth time, then hey. If it's your last time, then <laughs> if it's your last time, thank you. We appreciate the support throughout the the past. Uh, however months but let's jump into it Virgil Abloh amazing 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 there's I don't I I simply have no words to to describe um the feelings that I have for this the, the for events him? not 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 for him oh, but for okay. the events that has, has taken place in regards to what he's been able to do um with the Louis Vuitton brand if you do not know it is currently almost midnight so i was it is thursday night but wednesday wednesday afternoon would you say or was it thursday morning in paris uh yes uh when, um, when this took place for for context purposes it was technically technically thursday afternoon right okay so yeah. thursday afternoon or thursday um, morning paris fashion week Let's start yes. with that. Paris Fashion Week is currently taking place. Um, Fashion Week seems to take place year round for some reason. Um, there always seems to be an event taking place in every fucking metropolitan city across the world. But uh, Paris, New York, Milan, uh, where else is seems to be fairly popular. Um, like every, uh, there's like there's no Florence. LA Fashion Week, huh? No, nothing notable. But yeah, yeah. Paris, Milan, um, whatever seem to be the, the most notable fashion weeks. And Paris took place uh, the other day. <sighs> Where do I start? A um, lot of big uh, man. It, it's just it, it's just a big moment in regards to into what we do with with, with our podcast and just streetwear in general. But Virgil had his first. Louis Vuitton showcased Fashion Week show for his was it fall winter, two thousand nineteen. Uh, fall winter eight, eighteen actually. Is that so? This this year, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fall winter yeah. two thousand eighteen. If we're wrong, correct us. But fall winter fall winter two thousand eighteen. The first um, menswear 
a presentation uh, with uh, Virgil Abloh in the driver's seat. Amazing, not only because of his utilization of just, you know, new and updated sort of looks. Uh, we can talk about that a little bit later. But just sort of speaking to his story and where he's come from, just simply, dude, I'm, it's so, I'm so speechless, dude. Like, yeah. Uh, let's it's, just let's just talk about that one moment real quick before we get yeah. into the whole context. There was a moment if you if you watched, um, it was circulated this morning, Thursday morning. Crazy, like literally every person that I followed had posted it. Probably because most of the people I follow are, you know, part of that culture, um, but or industry. But it was an embracement between Virgil Abloh and Kanye West. Now simply a, a handshake or a hug or a dap is you know relatively simple it's whatever but this was it, it seemed to be way more than that it was it was a, a <laughs> dude it, it's gonna make it's gonna make me tear up it was simply <laughs> it, it was virgil embracing kanye and you they, act like you were there and like i do i felt, like I you, felt you, like it i felt like it they simply you probably imagined you like you in between them while they were hugging i felt like, like i was a person behind the camera i felt like i was yeah. recording just like just like super emotional but they embraced they cried they they celebrated one another and it was a moment not only for streetwear not only for fashion not only for 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 black culture but just anybody that loves things in general you know what i mean like it's just it's just one of those moments where you can't help yeah. but if you know the background of of Kanye and Virgil and the sort of journey they've they've traveled to get to this point yeah it's it's quite iconic wouldn't you say yeah i think it's definitely an iconic moment i think it's definitely inspiring um i mean to, i to be honest like in terms of you know what was presented i wasn't the most impressed like i wasn't the most floored by the designs or the collection in general like it was it was decent i wouldn't say that it was like the best work ever done. Yeah, you want to talk about that real quick? Let's let's go over what like the, some of the things that we saw because obviously yeah. there's high expectations for what Virgil presented. Obviously, yeah. not to the extent of like it's gonna be, you know, completely 180 of what Kim Jones had had already established before he left. But yeah. I mean, he he literally only had a year or less than a year to present yeah. this type of stuff. So what is what's the the things that you you'd seen that were kind of like okay that makes sense uh i mean just a lot of like classic pieces that louis vuitton is known for doing mm -hmm. so a lot of just like very european style like tailoring um like very classic like silhouettes like suiting yeah. uh coats we spoke on that you, you know yeah. we called that out when we were like kind of guessing like what is virgil going to bring back he brought yeah. back a lot of retro louis vuitton pieces which is pretty awesome and like the millionaire sunglasses the, yeah the sunglasses that was super too, yeah. sick I'll, i mean obviously who knows if they'll work for this you know this place in time of the 21st century of of, of 2018 but i mean it, it, it's definitely a great sentiment to bring back i mean obviously he's bringing back like more of like that patrick ewing like high top basketball looking shoe like those yeah those types of shoes which is which is fairly interesting it's kind of kind of steering away from like the minimalist classic like 
or even dad trainer shoe, which is seems to be the fad yeah. nowadays. But me, I can it, definitely see it. To me, it definitely seemed more like an off-white presentation mm-hmm. than a Louis mm-hmm. Vuitton presentation. Agreed. Um, which, you know, isn't to say that that's necessarily a bad thing. Um, because, like, I mean, like we said in that episode, of course, he's always going to, you know, I we kind of called it that he was going to put his his like own off-white, his own Virgil Abloh spin onto Louis Vuitton. Yeah. Well, I mean, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, aside from that, like the actual, you know, garments, the actual collection, I think it's like we talked about before, this is like a really important moment for um, streetwear, fashion, just like culture in general, whether that's like pop culture or whatever culture. Um just because, I don't know, it just really signifies the sort of time that we're living in where you can go from screen printing Man. t-shirts. Man. And, I mean, not, okay, of course, like, he had, like, he had the connections, like, he knows people. But to go from screen printing t-shirts to being the artistic director for Preach. menswear at a fashion house that's been around for almost 200 years yep. like that's Ex- dude exactly yeah. like that alone speaks so much yeah. you know like yeah. he really he put a post on Instagram um the day that you know everything happened with the Louis Vuitton show and it simply said which is going to be the title of this episode you can do it too yeah and that, dude, that, I mean, I, 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 to be honest, it, it, it leaves me kind of speechless because there's not a lot of people that you can look to their their journey and be like, I relate to that. Yeah. You know, and and obviously within the camp of Kanye West, we grew up with Kanye West, right? We, we never knew him to be a nobody. We've only known yeah. him to be the either the aspiring rapper but great producer guy or we knew him to be the Kanye he is today. We never yeah. knew him to be like Kanye West, the, the nobody, but yeah, I mean like, okay, let me put this into perspective. Yeah. If you ask somebody who Virgil Abloh was five years ago, they would not be able to tell you. Mm-hmm. But if you ask somebody now who Virgil Abloh is, they'll be able to at least give you like a general idea of who he is or what he does. Of course. Yeah. And yeah. that could be either, Oh yeah. The DJ guy or, Oh yeah. yeah the off white guy or, Oh yeah. Kanye's friend. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, it's very, his name is, is very relevant in pop culture today. Yeah. And, and like I was saying, like we didn't follow Kanye West when he was a nobody, but yeah. we, 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 if, you paid attention to Kanye West in the early in the early days in the when you follow Kanye's blog of uh, what is it Kanye to the dot com yeah yeah and you would just see his whole journey you would know who Virgil Abloh was just by association yeah but it wasn't until Pyrex that you would be like oh oh this is Kanye's friend like oh this is a cool brand like I'll, I'll back it because Kanye supports this guy and and just that alone is sellable you know what i mean like you're friends with kanye this is your brand okay like it's so the price is justified so let's get into that then because i know 
there's two sides to the coin, you know, like there's people who, there are people who are, you know, very happy, very inspired by what took place, by what is taking place now with Virgil being a uh, creative director for menswear Louis Vuitton, mm-hmm. you know, um, there are people who are all for that, but then there's always that sort of other camp of people that think that, well, like we talked about before, like, well, what has Virgil really done? Like, what has he really accomplished? Yeah. Like, why why does he deserve to be in the position that he's in? So, I mean, like, what, what are your thoughts on that? I think the initial journey for a lot of people in the fashion industry is very is very contrived, right? You You look at a typical journey as being, I go to this design school, I start with this fashion house, I jump to this fashion house, I, I, I work I work my way up the ladder to grow into this fashion house that is renowned. And I think that's the the typical journey for a lot of people um, that are in the fashion world is that you have there has to be a um, a sort of apprenticeship. There has to be um, you kind of got to go through a methodology to how you learn yeah. things. Anything that's unorthodox is seen as oh that's not the the right way. But yeah. with the the era that we're in, and and I think Kanye takes a plays a huge role into why this was possible is that Kanye's way of entering into that that sphere of influence of of fashion designers of 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 just higher culture is something that nobody has ever taken the time to or or even wanted to put the effort into entering because of the of the barriers that stood there. So with Kanye entering there and sort of taking that backlash of being like, Oh, you're a rapper or you're from Chicago or, you know, you're not, you don't have this formal background. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, like, you know, like I know that I can succeed here. I I can, I can sell my name. I can sell these products, but you guys still can't accept me for, for who I am. It really puts a chip on, on people's shoulder in regards to anybody that wants to be creative or anybody yeah. that looks forward to, to wanting to be part of these, these fashion houses. So, um, big, big, big ups to Kanye for sort of setting that precedent early on to being like, you know, like it doesn't matter if you guys accept me or not, we're going to find a way within this sphere and you guys are going to want to be, us and you know that's that's like a very like streetwear mindset of course yeah like that's that's essentially like streetwear at its roots um and like you said like i think you know people like kanye west or i'm like i'm sure there are a million other people Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm, not a million but i'm sure there are other people out there that you know they kind of broke through that barrier of kind of bucking tradition and not necessarily wanting to or not necessarily feeling like they had to jump all through these hoops to you know be successful and create something um and i think that's where kind of like the success of like virgil abloh lies is in that he kind of like like we talked about he kind of bypassed all those traditional steps Mm -hmm. um and really like took the reins and like made it his own instead of you know going the old-fashioned route and having to you know jump through these hoops for other people yeah. and do all these things yeah and i and, wouldn't say yeah. that you know without kanye west there'd be no virgil abloh but i'd say yeah. there'd have to be somebody to be the front line to take the hits 
in order for the next wave to be accepted. Yeah. And it takes that sort of that sort of pushback for brands like Louis Vuitton or just, you know, even even stores like Barney's or wherever stores like Off-White is accepted for them to be like, look, like we can take a risk on this brand. You know, there's something about it that speaks to what the the next generation wants. And you know, maybe there's something that we're missing here and maybe we should be listening to some of these outlandish things that people are talking about. Maybe we shouldn't just follow the traditional um, things that we've been following and maybe we should, you know, take a risk. And I think that's one of the things that, that Kanye has been able to express, although sometimes <laughs> it could be a little bit, there, there needs to be some sort of deciphering that goes on with what he says, but for for those that understand Kanye, there there is a a silver lining that makes all of this possible, and you know it. it I mean, I don't want to discredit Virgil in that sense, but you know, sometimes there has to be somebody that paves the way for for the new wave to to be able to succeed and 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 not have to get you know beat down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I think. That's another thing about that's very like streetwear, like you said, like we talked about, like, you know, when you first do something, it's always going to be seen as, you know, outlandish, weird or whatever. It's always, you know, maybe going to be misunderstood. And I think that's a very like streetwear sentiment, you know, like that was kind of like the whole point of streetwear mm-hmm. is that back then no one really understood you know, why you did the things that you did or like why you liked the things that you liked. So, yeah. you know, like you made it yourself, you made it your own. Like you Exactly. That, that piece right yeah. there, that, that sort of living your truth and, and maintaining your essence of, yeah. of, of the, the message that you're trying to get across. If, if you're a type of brand that, you know, doesn't care about what stores you're trying to sell at, doesn't care about sponsors doesn't care about, um, like an audience per se, they, they say whatever they want. They release whatever graphics they want based off of their personal preference. Now, you, I'll use this as an example because they're a brand that l- literally gives no fucks two, f- two middle fingers up to society as a whole is Thrasher, right? Like as a skateboarding brand, and, and I wouldn't call them streetwear essentially, though they've done collaborations with Supreme and a lot of their clothing is you know sold in skate shops and, and department stores all around the world. But just in general, it's it's one of those things where their image, their their bravado, that just just their attitude, right? It it's it's not normal. <laughs> it's not widely accepted. It's it's kind of outlandish in a sense. But when it comes down to it, to have brands like like Supreme, to have brands like the hundreds, to have brands like Stussy who who are were were mainstream for a long time, who've been accepted um through collaborations with big companies and stuff like that. It took brands like them to do collaborations with, you know, Thrasher to be like, hey, you know, Thrasher's not all that bad, you know? Like even though every graphic they put out is like, fuck you, fuck this there's something about them that speaks to the the culture that, you know, we're trying to push towards. So 
let's just steal their graphic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, let's yeah. relate to those kids that relate to this brand. And yeah. though it's though it's done um, essentially under the table because they're not giving playing any homage to, to the to Thrasher, it's definitely seen as as something that they're replicating because they understand that this brand speaks speaks loudly to the the consumer that we're aiming for so you can definitely see how how that sort of imitation is the is the is the best or yeah imitation is the you know finest form of flat or flattery then then yeah you can totally see that yeah and i mean like that just goes back to what we were saying before you know something is always going to be frowned upon at first or misunderstood at first. But like you just said, as time progresses, people eventually catch on. And, you know, that's just, that's just how it is. You know, like it's, I'm guilty of doing the same thing too. That's just, you know, kind of how the world works. So how do you feel Um, about that then? Because, um, we, 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 we've been following sort of Virgil's transcendence prior to his collaboration with, with Nike, just sort of existing within the Pyrex world. He was not really recognized. And we jumped into Off-White. He started to gain some sort of traction. But there's been a lot of of, of blowback in regards to just him, Virgil himself, jumping into Louis Vuitton. You know, it's it's he represents a, um, a fading trend, that being streetwear. You know, um, yeah. he's going to turn. I saw a, an amazing quote. Although I don't agree with it, he said, or, uh, um, or what is it? Uh, an author said, you know, he's going to turn luxury into, uh, or he's going to turn Louis Vuitton into a, a, a skate brand. Like, yeah. like that is an actual quote from somebody who writes for a, like, uh, like one of the top fashion magazines. Like, how do you feel about that? You know, because... You know, when you come from a certain background, you have a certain a, a stigma attached to you, and this just goes for everybody that's done it before you, right? You you can't help but but have that stigma attached to you, no matter what you say, no matter how you present yourself. That it the stigma is always going to be attached to you. So, you know, how do you feel about those sort of comments that are sort of directed towards Virgil that he really can't control? You know, um, I mean, of course, with like any like really great like undertaking you're always gonna have those few people that you know aren't gonna fuck with you Mm -hmm. but i mean that's just natural um do i think that virgil is gonna turn louis vuitton into skate brand probably not like i think i think he's a smart enough guy to know that you know there's always that fine line it's always about finding that balance yeah um of what is i don't want to say appropriate but you know what is you know well i guess you can use the word appropriate in that sense but i don't know i just think that a lot of it comes from people being so stuck in the very like traditional trappings of the fashion world where everything is so black and white and you know a lot of people still aren't accustomed to everything that's going on right now. They aren't accustomed to how fast of a pace that everything is moving at right now. Exactly. Um, especially, especially like in fashion, you know, yeah. 
And yeah. and I think just with that, I mean, he may not turn the brand into a you know a, a your traditional scrape uh, skate brand, but I think he's gonna pull in a lot of different. A lot of different themes that revolve in streetwear and skate culture into Louis Vuitton. Like, yeah. if you if you look at some of the the things right off the bat, right? I I think just exclusivity. I think you know, sort of outlandishness in regards to. I know you saw some of the pieces include sort of like those those chain links, um, just things that are just unconventional things that you know your 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 traditional fashion house wouldn't use and i think it it may not be to the extent of you know (laughs) putting flames on a louis vuitton piece but yeah it it there are certain sentiments that that speak to oh this is you know this is something that supreme would do or this is something that undercover would do and um just that influence alone to be able to say that is like okay like this is definitely coming from somebody who has a background in streetwear or appreciates, you know, fine streetwear. And let's speak on one of the comments that, I mean, you, you, you mentioned this to me and it was a question that you asked that, that seemed to have been circulating around, you know, this whole Virgil thing because of the, of the, of the, the gray area that there is now is does luxury exist? Does luxury still exist? Does luxury still exist? Thanks. Yeah. Um, Does it still exist, Nate? Does it still exist? I think so. I think there's always going to be... I mean, as as much as we want to think that Virgil Abloh is breaking barriers, and and he is, you know, I'm going to give him credit where credit is due. Like, he is breaking down barriers, and plenty of other people are breaking down barriers, too. Um, But I think... There will always be, I think luxury will always exist. I think it's almost human nature to want something that other people can't have. Mm-hmm. So I think in that regard, luxury will always exist because, you know, people obviously want to capitalize off of other people wanting to be better. Yes. We live um, in that age. Yes. So I think in that regard, luxury will continue to exist. Um and I mean, like, yeah, you know, Virgil Abloh, a person from the streetwear community, a person who grew up in, you know, basically the exact opposite of what luxury is. Yes. Um, him being the creative director for menswear at Louis Vuitton doesn't make Louis Vuitton any less of a luxury brand, I don't think, you know. Not at all, just be- no. Just, just because he brings his streetwear sensibilities into Louis Vuitton doesn't mean that Louis Vuitton is now a streetwear brand. But I think the perception is there, you know? Yes. Because yeah. you have somebody who represents a culture that is unconventional from what, you know, Louis Vuitton as a fashion house has been around for, I would say, 200 years. But I think that's that's reaching. It's like a little like less like maybe over 150 yeah i mean yeah, yeah. E- even then that's, that's that's a lot most companies haven't been open for that long and yeah. i think you know you have somebody that comes from an unconventional background jumping into something where the the lineage of people who have run the men's fashion line has been so prestigious you know it's 
it's yeah. it's hard to to make that adjustment when you perceive a particular maybe a particular branch or particular department as being a certain way for so long so it's it's almost like if you had if you had the the head of i don't know i'm going to name some super outdated company if you had the head of long john silvers Jesus Christ. If you had the the CEO of Long John Silvers and he was not somebody he was somebody who did not like fish. You know, like you'd yes. be like okay, yeah. okay, what are you going to do to our company? Are you going to yeah. make, are you going to turn it into a KFC? Is it going to be fish and chips? Is it like what are you going to do? You know what I mean? But yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be tarnished. There's just going to be a certain dimension that's going to be added to it to potentially make it new age to potentially make it updated so yeah i think that with with virgil in that spot now when we say luxury right there's i agree with you there's always going to be that piece to it because anything that is outside of the range of upper middle class is always going to be considered luxury because of the fact that most people, and when I say most, I'm going to say at least 80% of the people in the country cannot afford it. So in that sense, I think that defines the term luxury because it's something that we strive for, something that we reach for, something that we may spend more money than what we're used to. Um, but I think it's always going to be there. Uh, but the the way that I think with Virgil being the head of something that is was always considered luxury, something that me and you have always seen as like, dude, there's no way we can fucking afford Louis Vuitton. That's always been like the top tier, top of the line, you know, for whether it's a belt, a wallet, shoes, bag, whatever that is. If we ever became rich, that's something we're going to buy, you know? Yeah. But with him in there, it makes this, it doesn't, cheapen it for me but it makes it seem like it's possible <laughs> if that makes sense yeah it yeah it, it, or do you mean it's possible as in like it's within reach it's in it's it's within reach you know because yeah you see somebody that is practically us growing yeah. up become somebody to run the company that we would have no clue in in being able to purchase. So yeah. it almost makes it like a like a thing that we can strive for, although to be honest, the price is never gonna change. But it's almost it's almost like when your friend gets hired somewhere and then you're like, Oh, I got I got the plug there. Now. Exactly. Like yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But you know damn well you're never gonna use a discount there. Like it's yeah. like your friend works at like a wing stop and it's like the only yeah. thing he can get is like free wings when people like don't pick up their to go orders. Like that's the <laughs> only thing that you could ever get out of him, but you never like stretch your hand to, to accept that offer. It's like one of those things. It's like it's it's you, so, sound, you it's, sound like you're talking from like experience, like with the wing stop. I had a friend that worked at Wing Stop, so that was definitely speaking from experience but it's (laughs) it's definitely one of those things that that makes you feel as if you know your friend works at a store that you can get a discount at but in reality you're probably not going to but (laughs) you just it just makes you feel a bit more comfortable with purchasing that like i would have no no sort of reservations in regards to purchasing 
anything from Virgil's new collection, you know, like I would spend, you know, a few, few hundred to purchase like, you know, a dope bag or something like that. Like, I wonder if he was yeah. bad. Yeah. Uh, wait, what'd you say? Yeah, no, I, I said I, w- I wouldn't feel as bad. Like, it, it, oh, it, yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's just, a, it, it provides me a better justification yeah. for, for, for the stuff that he releases. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I think, like I said, it confuses a lot of people in that people don't know what is the luxury and what is streetwear anymore. Yeah. Because both have such a huge influence on one another these days. Um, no, I definitely, so, I definitely agree with that. Like, yeah. There, there's definitely luxury still out there. There's the Hermes, which is, <laughs> I'm gonna take it from Kanye since he seems to be the the most knowledgeable per, knowledgeable person that I follow in this, in saying that Hermes is the top tier of all luxury, maybe accessories. I think, if, yeah. If that's if that's what he's saying, but Hermes being the the top of top top of the line, um. So there is luxury. There's there's things above Louis Vuitton. I mean. And and there's things outside of Louis Vuitton that are considered luxury. Um, yeah. And you know, there's this this whole other world of 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 high fashion that, you know, that stands outside of off white and Louis Vuitton and and stuff like that. So it exists. It's just to be honest, like we're not the <laughs> the front runners in anything with high fashion. Obviously, um, yeah. we've been learning as we've been going and sort of understanding the mindsets and. Um, sort of ticks that 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 high fashion seems to um, play off, but for the most part, <laughs> we don't know too much about it. Um, yep, we ain't shit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But I think um, what this does, though, is it it sort of feeds into that objective of what off white is, which is that 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 gray area between you know, what is conventional and what is unconventional. And yeah. that's where we start to see that blurring of the lines of things like a Balenciaga, um, even like a stone Island, which at one point was like very, 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 very fashionable, but is now like widely sold at all your favorite streetwear stores, you know, like the more premium items are coming to the more, wholesale whole sold if that's the correct term whole sold retailers and you're starting to see that line sort of come closer together and i think overall it's great for the culture it's great for us it's great for people who are trying to access you know that look that that lifestyle although i mean personally i can't afford it i'm I'm still trying to still trying to be a part of it and i think i think it's good i think we're in a good space what do you think I, I agree. Um, like you said, I think we are, we're in a good space because, I mean, just for us as people who enjoy clothing, who enjoy streetwear, who enjoy fashion, um, now we're able to access it more than we were, let's say, five years ago, ten years ago. Um, whether you think that's a good thing or not, you know, um, for me it is. Like, I think that's a good thing. Like, I enjoy that as a consumer. Um, but... I mean, yeah, I'm, it's at the end of the day, there's nothing we can do about it. It is what it is. Like, that's just how the world is these days. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. I think the greatest piece about this is that, I mean, I'm going to be selfish here, but 
being that Virgil Abloh comes from a background that is similar to ours, maybe not to the extent of him knowing somebody as, you know, <laughs> popular yeah. as Kanye West, but coming from a background of of minim, minimal um, education in regards to streetwear or design, um, starting a brand from scratch using, you know, traditional stuff from eBay, whatever, whatever, you know, what that sort of Cinderella story tale. Um, yeah. But I think that only legitimizes what we do even more. It legitimizes streetwear. It legitimizes the things that we talk about as being important. And it puts our culture on a whole nother... So what do you call that? Stratosphere? Atmosphere? I know there's different levels to... Pedestal. Pedestal. Platform. platform. Exactly. It only boosts us up even more to be like, look, streetwear is here to stay. It's important and it's a culture. It's a cultural phenomenon that has shifted the entire sort of dynamic of how people dress and how people think about clothing in general and how people... How yeah. people live and how high fashion looks at, you know, what they're doing. And they're sort of starting to reanalyze, you know, like, OK, maybe, you know, I'm starting to speak like a like a Frenchman, you know, maybe, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe it's something that we have to adapt. Maybe we can't keep, keep con- continuing to do the conventional um season after season same bullshit maybe we have to be a little bit outside of the box maybe we have to take risks and and i think that's good you know we don't get the the crazy pieces we don't get the 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 new trends and fads if people aren't sort of reaching you know and i think that's that's awesome yeah i think um just putting us our culture on the maps uh you know, saying to the world, like, hey, like, you can't ignore us. Like, we're, you know, like, this is legit, legitimately, like, shifting the way that people live, the pay, the way that people perceive things, the way that people consume pop culture, you know? It's, you, you can try as hard as you want to, but you can't ignore it. You can't ignore the fact that everything that we talk about, everything that's going on, it's, you know, it's influencing almost like society like on that level which is it's weird to think about yeah you think you think virgil and kanye were crying on each other's shoulders because because they had allergies no they they were crying because they had a moment that spoke to the sort of trials and tribulations they went through because of their journey of where they came from not necessarily meaning they came from an area of poverty or because or because they came from a a a lower class but because they came from a place that wasn't accepted and and even even being in the world of streetwear of being outcasts and and shunned from anybody from uh, an authoritative level it's just one of those things where it's like yeah like we're at the top now like there's nobody that can tell us anything and it's middle fingers to the world it's like fuck you like exactly it's such an iconic moment and i tried to explain that to my girlfriend and she didn't 100 percent understand it she was like why are they crying um is it that emotional to walk down the aisle i said it's not about that (laughs) but um yeah i mean if you haven't seen it definitely go watch it it's been recorded from at least 30 different angles um but yeah it's it's definitely one of those moments 
that is very similar to that of the Mighty Ducks winning in uh, <laughs> the, in Jesus the movie. Christ. Or um, yeah. uh, what's another grand moment? Or uh, if you've ever seen um, that movie, Remember the Titans? Um, it's very yes. Or or Coach Carter? It's a lot of those very feel- Coach Carter. It's very it's Jeez. a very feel good moment, and I think anybody that watched it will will understand. So definitely go check that out. And shout out to Virgil, man! Like that's that's crazy. Like yeah, that's all come I, on the podcast. That's really Please. all I said after I saw. I was like, damn, man, that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> that's usually my response to everything. Yeah. It's just like even yo, awkward situations. Crazy. Like yo, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um. I think this episode was was more so just I mean, I know that anybody that that listens to us on a weekly basis knew that we were going to talk about this. I yeah. mean, like it's almost and if you did, then you guaranteed. obviously don't listen to our podcast. Exactly. Like we yeah. only not only do we talk about the current shit that happens within the week because we're so last minute and <laughs> organized, yeah. but we also talk about things that change the culture and just shift um the general way that people look at what happens in high fashion and streetwear so um if you don't know now you know but also um yeah i mean that's what this whole episode is about we can't i mean what did you expect what did you expect what what else do you want us to talk about you know like yeah there's really nothing else but before we end um I think this is a good place to stop, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, think that I was think, good. I think we 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 exact is the word exhausted. I think we exhausted the whole virtual Apple topic. To be honest, he's at the peak. I don't know where else he can go from here. Yeah, <laughs> I think that this is the 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 peak of where where you can go. It's it's your first collection with, you know, the top of the line fashion house. I mean, unless he fucking becomes like an Elon Musk and fucking launches a, a rocket fucking into this into space, space, then maybe or solves fucking world peace, then maybe he'll have something to show for it. But I think that's a good place to stop on the Virgil thing. Uh, yes. but, but before we go, rest in peace to XXX Tentacion. Um, shit, man, like tragedy, crazy, right? Like, yeah. not. I mean. Not only is that a tragedy, but there's just been so much tragic shit that has been going on within the past couple months. And that's definitely one of those things that just makes you think like 20 years old, great body of work, huge influence to the culture. It's one of the things that really makes you think and not to just appreciate and enjoy, you know, everything that you got going for you, but to just spread love and positivity man like i mean can't go wrong when you do that you know wow i got really really inspirational toward the end of there i had to toward the end there. i had yeah. to i had to um but yeah i mean we'll send it on a good note r.i.p x uh shout out to virgil uh shout out no chance podcast the best streamer podcast in the world make sure you like subscribe follow that's usually what people say at the end of anything while they promote right uh, insert insert generic insert generic outro. flex yeah here <laughs> follow us at at n o chance podcast <laughs> you can spell the rest i like uh, how you just had to spell out no but then you didn't spell out chance like people don't know how to spell no <laughs> all, right, all right well you know where to follow us keep following us keep listening listen to past episodes 
build up that knowledge of the type of shit that we talk about so you'll be more in tune with what we talk about next episode so you're not lost you know um you have anything else to flex before we before we end nate uh no man number one streetwear podcast in the world that's true the brand is is very 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 prevalent in the streets um, yeah all right cool uh that's episode 44 of the no chance podcast we appreciate you guys listening we'll see you next week peace later, later.